you're invisible like Octavia Spencer, she's doing the snooping. Yeah. She's not doing the fighting. She's doing the snooping yeah. around, checking things out, going through files, etc. I love rifling through things. Yes. I love sneaking around. I love being quiet. You love to be coy. I love to be coy. <laughs> Demure? Me? Sure. I love that. Hello, I'm Jen Fricker. And I'm Alexi Toliopoulos. Welcome to the Big Film Buffet. A podcast for pop culture fans and people looking for what to watch recommendations. Today, it's our main course. We recommend you a Netflix film for you to watch this weekend. And of all the films out this weekend, this is the one you should spend your time with. We're talking about Thunder Force. Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, Bobby Cannavale. What more needs to be said? Bus. Lydia, no! Do not throw that bus. Lydia, I got it! No, they're too far away. Do not throw that bus! I can't hear you because I'm literally throwing a bus! <laughs> Alexi, this is one of the biggest releases of the year on Netflix. Highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. What's it about? Well, it's basically a superhero genre movie comedy. So kind of a parody of like your big action adventure superhero movies. We've got Melissa McCarthy teaming up with Octavia Spencer. These are unlikely superheroes that are going up against a team of miscreants, aka the bad guys, who have also got superpowers. So it's kind of like a big, silly superhero comedy action adventure with some weird superhero world building and great villains with Bobby Cannavale and Jason Bateman and it's kind of in the same vein of other movies that Melissa McCarthy has made which are a genre parody. I'm thinking about Spy and that kind of like big, broad, brassy, silly goofy comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely not taking itself seriously. Mm-hmm. It's a friendship comedy as well. Yes. If you're kind of into movies like Charlie's Angels, Bridesmaids, oh that kind of thing where it's big broad comedy I think you're right I think that's like what this film really is about it's a very nice movie about nice friendships people reconnecting and then them kicking butt yeah kicking a few butts here and there it's also written and directed by Melissa McCarthy's real life partner Ben Falcone Mm -hmm. and it's kind of got their regular group of suspects the people that usually pop up in their movies like you said Jason Bateman Mm -hmm. Bobby Cannavale and it's got Octavia Spencer in it, who I didn't realise has been friends with Melissa McCarthy for like 20 years. Yeah. It's great because in this film they play childhood friends who are reunited Mm. and then given superpowers. That's so sweet. You love to see that, right? Like real friends on screen together. Yeah. And it goes to that point of yours where Ben Falcone and Melissa McCarthy have like this troupe of actors that they keep working with. Bobby Cannavale's back here and... It kind of gets me excited. Like, you know, she's back with Jason Bateman as well from like Identity Thief. I think they play so well together. Mm. But I love that idea of like a troupe or a stable of actors. A clique. A clique, dude. Yeah, I love it too. Like it made me think of, you know, Adam Sandler, Mm -hmm. the Happy Madison Productions crew. Like the regular people you see popping up in most Adam Sandler movies. Like I love that Steve Buscemi is part of the Sandiverse, you know. You've got like a respected (laughs) character actor up against a character actor they respect even more Mr. Rob Schneider yeah and I did do prayer hands when I said his name out loud John Lovitz 
Oh, love it or leave it. I love it, baby. <laughs> One of my all-time heroes. We've got those great clicks. You've got the Wes Anderson crew. Mm-hmm. He went to uni with the Wilson brothers. I'm yes. talking Owen. I'm talking Luke. And I'm talking Brian Wilson. What? From the Beach <laughs> the Boys. The Beach Boys. No. Wow. <laughs> but there's a third Wilson brother whose name I will never learn. Yes. The Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Evan oh, Goldberg yes. crew. They're always writing and making mm-hmm. stuff. I just love, yeah, watching these writing teams, directing teams, acting teams, all coming together, all creating these little kind of laboratories yeah. for comedy especially. I'm going to make a declaration right now. Do it. Melissa McCarthy, the new Sandman, the new Adam Sandler. I see that. Mm. Very physical. Absolutely. Very big. Yes. Can do a serious role. Like we've seen, she got nominated for an Oscar the other year. Yes, that is a great performance as well in the movie by Mariel Heller called... Can You Ever Forgive Me? Mm -hmm, Alongside Richard E. Grant. She can do it all, dude. Mm, Yeah. Actually, I want to... Speaking on Melissa McCarthy Mm co-stars, can I give you a little quiz? Oh, my God. I'm scared. It'll be fine. I'm going to give you three actresses. Yes. One of them hasn't been in a Melissa McCarthy movie. There's two co-stars and one no-star. Yes. Okay. Okay, here we go. First one, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss. Second one, Alison Brie. Third one, Heather Graham. <gasps> this is a really tough one. Mm. I'm going to cut one out now. Yeah, cut it. I know she is in the movie The Kitchen with Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Okay, then... You've I- got Alison Brie. Mm-hmm. Or Heather Graham. Heather wow. Graham, a.k.a. Felicity Shagwell. That's how I know her and how I always remember her. It's Felicity Shagwell, the star of The Spy Who Shagged Me. Exactly. She's one of the titular characters of that movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or Alison Brie, who you might know from Community. Or yes. Mad Men. I love her as well. This is so tough. Mm. I might actually have to take a guess. Yeah, take a pun. I'm going to say Melissa McCarthy actually has been around for a long time as well. I'm going back. She's in Charlie's Angels. I Iconic mm. outfit as well. So she's in that generation too, not just modern stuff. So Heather yeah. Graham's around there too. Yeah. You know what? I'm taking a punt and I feel like I'm going to be wrong, but I'm going to say she's never been in a movie with Alison Brie. You would be correct. Oh my gosh. What movie is she in with Heather Graham? Hangover Part 3. I've only seen <laughs> Hangover Part 1 and Part 2. <laughs> I've left it open-ended because I don't want to see those character stories come to a close. Yeah, we don't want to know what happens in Part 3. Yeah. And that's another pack of actors, the Wolf Pack. Oh, <laughs> is that real? Yeah, that's in, from the movie. They call them themselves the Wolf Pack. I blocked a lot of that okay, movie. Yeah, encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of Hangover Part 1, okay? Yeah, but well, obviously you need to see Part 3. Yeah, i got to close it up. Mm, close the ring. It is a nice idea for a film. I would love to do a superhero film with you, Alexi. Wow, really? Don't you feel like that would be fun? Yeah, I guess to fly would be to dream. We wouldn't actually be severe. <laughs> I got lost in the reality of it. I thought we were actually going to start fighting crime. You actually bought into the movie magic. Mm. I mean, would that be your superhero power? Oh, to fly. Wow. Yeah, I guess because I'm kind of sick of getting public transport everywhere. Yeah. Flying, teleportation would be cool. Yeah. But it's not that practical. If I had a real actual superpower, honestly, the first thing that came to mind was like um, to handle spicy. What? <laughs> I can't handle spicy food. You can't? And it's like a bit of a detriment to my actual life. Life. So what do you I mean? Would, How is that a detriment to your life? I see spicy food and yeah. I want to eat it. Yeah. And I can't do it. The Greek diet did not set me up to take spicy food in there. The highest threshold I can take is maybe sriracha. 
Okay. And I'm dying to go one step further to see what that's like. But you can build up your spice tolerance. Too scary. <laughs> I want it to be a supernatural power that comes to me. You just want to go from zero to 100 yes, spice-wise. Exactly. Zero to hero, baby. Hercules style. Yeah, right. What would your superpower be? I mean, not that. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a scenario where I can handle spicy. I could handle the heat. <laughs> me and you, we're on a job. We're yep. like fighting crime. Yep. And then a bad guy comes and he tries to shoot you. Yes. What do I do? I get in front, swallow the bullet. Okay, yeah, that's the ultimate spice, I guess. <laughs> no, a that's bullet. the biggest spice. It's a hot piece of metal. That's very spicy. That actually makes me want to gag. <laughs> and then I die of lead poisoning <laughs> yeah. several years later. You choke to death on the bullet. <laughs> And you have to do Heimlich, we shoot it back at him. But what an origin story for me. Like, 10 years later, I'm like, trying to take down the biggest villain in the game, Jalapeno. And I'm like, you killed my friend. (laughs) 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 Well, what were you fighting Jalapeno with? Well... It's actually pertinent to the movie Mm because one of the characters, Octavia Spencer, has the ability to go invisible. Yes. And I would love to be invisible. I mean, I've really enjoyed during the pandemic wearing glasses and a mask. Oh, wow. Yes. Which is just normal superhero, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Like just wearing a mask, having no identity. Instead of a domino mask, it's just like, yeah, cover the bottom part of your head. Yeah. And also I love gossip. Yeah. You can eavesdrop so much. Zachtamundo. I'd love to be in. And I'd love to spook people. You know. Yeah. Pick up a vase, put it down, Mm -hmm. turn on some lights, things like that. Just little spooks, Mm. but I think it would be powerful. I hope that one day you come back as a ghost. I hope so too, frankly. I feel like I'm going to be too healed though and I'm going to go straight (laughs) to heaven (laughs) or hell. But you know what I mean? I don't think I'm going to have any unfinished business because I don't do a lot. You like to get things done as well. Yeah. You'll tick them off and you're like, yep, okay, that was a good deed. That's one down to hell and one up to heaven. Yeah, you know, if there's a crime or something to be solved, I'm too apathetic to like stay on this earthly plane and haunt people. I think that's cool because if you're invisible... you're doing, yeah, that's it. If you're invisible like Octavia Spencer, she's doing the snooping. Yeah. She's not doing the fighting. She's doing the snooping yeah. around, checking things out, going through files, etc. I love rifling through things. Yes. I love sneaking around. I love being quiet. You love to be coy. I love to be coy. <laughs> Demure? Me? Sure. I love that. We need super names. Oh, what's this? Oh, I've been decorating for you. You know what? I think my super name is going to be The Hammer. But, Lydia, you don't carry a hammer. We don't have to be so literal. Can't I just be Emily? Oh, God. Nobody wants to get saved by somebody named Emily. You're invisible. I'm a spice guy. What should our names be? <laughs> should they be you're invisible and I'm the spice guy? <laughs> now, is that your baby spice? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you'd be Mrs... Because you're married in this comic book universe. (laughs) Mrs. Not to be seen. Okay. But can still be heard. The invisible gal. Mm, What about eavesdropper? (gasps) Oh my God, I love that. Yes. Okay, again, though, with your spice, what's a food that like really comes alive with spice? Tremendous nachos or something. You yeah. could be the tremendous nacho man. And then, like, when you <laughs> attack people, you throw like chips at them. Yeah, like, little corn chips, chips. Little corn chips. Yes. Mm. And you know, your calling card is just a trail of like guacamole and yes. sour cream. I want to have like a big backpack that's full of like molten cheese that I yeah. can squirt at people. Yeah. <laughs> you burn people with queso. <laughs> 
I'm living the full fantasy. If you're living for this, please mm. get in touch with your fan fiction about the incredible Nacho <laughs> yeah. and the Mrs. Heard But Not Seen. The eavesdropper. The eavesdropper, that's mm. the one. But a scene I really love in this movie is between the two main characters, Octavia mm-hmm. Spencer, Melissa McCarthy, where they're about to go on their first mission yep. with their new superpowers. So they're in the car trying to hype themselves up with yeah. a song. Do you ever Absolutely. need that before you go out or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's like a walk-on song, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. Like, Hold On, I'm Coming by Sam and Dave. That's a big one for me. Well, like, now I'm out. I'm ready to go. Mm. But maybe for my superhero walk-on song, it will be like, I'm looking for some hot stuff. And that's me. Because oh, I'm God. out there literally looking for some hot stuff to swallow. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Well, I don't know what could possibly top that being <laughs> invisible. For some reason, Holly Valance's Kiss Kiss. That is one of my favorite songs. And that's how you know I'm in the room. I go, I love it. Then when you can finally come in. What I love about this movie is that it takes all of those superhero tropes and it's very loving with them. You can clearly tell that. It's written with a lot of love for the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. And then it subverts it. An example of this I really liked is that it is set in Chicago. Mm-hmm. A thing that I've heard has been said a lot about Batman and yeah. Gotham City is that Gotham City is Chicago viewed through a whiskey glass. Yeah. It's dark, That's it's cool. brooding, and that the fact that they've taken it to this literal interpretation of setting in Chicago. I feel like is like a nice nod to that. Mm. But then also, side fact, it was actually shot in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I really like about it is I haven't really seen middle-aged women as superheroes. Oh, yeah, never. Like, I think maybe Watchmen, that's about it. Absolutely. There's so much good comedy to be mined out of that, but so much heart in this movie manages to do both. One of the great running jokes in this movie, I think, relates exactly to that in that they're stuck in these super suits. They've only got one set of them each. And so they just keep getting stinkier and stinkier. That's like a good way of addressing something like superhero comedy that I've not seen done before. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I love picking up on little details like that. I've never seen a female superhero with a daughter who's Mm -hmm. actually like part of the action as well. I mean, usually it's like something tragic happens. Exactly. It's the the origin story. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I like that this has like... A bit of heart to it. Yeah, and it's like a journey that you both see them going on as well, which is nice. I mean, that's the emotional core of this movie and why it works because it is just about these building of relationships between Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy and then Octavia Spencer's daughter. And I think it just is such a a sweet, genuine thing in the middle of what is a very goofy, silly comedy with crazy silly jokes and I feel like it also speaks to like the fact that so many people in this movie have a relationship mm. outside of it like for example Melissa McCarthy's daughter is actually in the film playing plays- the young version of Melissa McCarthy oh no way yeah and she's great in it she's really good I mean I guess it's pretty cool to have your mum be Melissa McCarthy yeah your mum's a real superhero one of the most haunting scenes. Oh my gosh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> In this movie, oh. is Melissa McCarthy's character. When she gets her super strong power. Yep. Chows down on some raw chicken. It is so deliciously foul. The way that she like eats these like big tenderloins of like raw marinated chicken. Proper like cartoon cat. You know when you see a cartoon cat have like a fish and then they pull the fish out and it's oh, just the bones. But she's That's not pulling thing she, out. She's yeah, munching on it. She just inhales it. It is so full on. Yeah. 
And all I could think of, like, that has to be raw chicken. That has to be raw chicken. She sells it like it's raw chicken. But it's not raw chicken. Apparently, it's pears. It's pears. It's pears. Thinly sliced pears treated with citric acid is what I'm seeing here. Yeah. Which sounds delicious. I would eat that exactly the way that she does. What? The pears or the chicken? Not the chicken. I would never eat raw chicken. It's my biggest phobia. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the fact that you can't handle spice, like maybe Mm. in a way, like conceptually, raw chicken is a spice. Absolutely. It's Mm. the spiciest food you could eat because it's the most dangerous. It is one of the most dangerous. It's still more dangerous than puffer fish, probably. I don't know. (laughs) She is selling that raw chicken, though. Like you are Mm. convinced. And I feel like, again, that just speaks to... Melissa McCarthy's awareness of her physicality. Yeah. She can make you believe it's raw chicken. Absolutely. She can make you think that that's funny and not mm-hmm. just hugely disgusting. Yeah. The most committed actor in the game, I would say. 100%. Just look at the posters. Like, if you Google Melissa McCarthy movies and mm-hmm. you look at the posters, she d- looks entirely different in yeah. every single movie. Absolutely. Just doing some really wild, big, stunty stuff. Mm. And I think that's, like, part of what this movie really works for me. There is an exciting, comedic, supporting cast. And... I think that we should talk a little bit about Jason Bateman because I think he's really, really funny in this movie. He's one of my favourite parts of this movie. Absolutely. He plays a miscreant, one of the semi-mutant characters, the villains, who is half man, half crab. Yeah. So basically how that shows up is that he just has big crab claws, which is (laughs) so funny to me. Exactly. And he just plays it with like such a plum where he's just still that dry Jason Bateman that you love from Arrested Development. Bit sarcastic, bit cynical. And very cynical and just like very matter of fact Mm -hmm. and sarcastic with everything that he says. There's this one monologue where he talks about how he became half man, half crab, which I think is some of my favourite Jason Bateman comedy in quite some time. Yeah, I really feel like when people look back at his body of work, they should be paying attention to this performance because it is, yeah. it's so silly. And just the way that he embraces the crab physicality yeah. is so funny to me. It's so silly and that's what I love is that sometimes superhero movies... Mm especially at the moment, are so gritty, so dark, so self-important. Yeah. And this is just subverting that. And I love that. I don't want to, like, have to know the entire (laughs) universe of it. The stakes are low sometimes, (laughs) and they should be. And that's what we're saying here. If you're a future critic listening to this podcast and you're looking back at Jason Bateman's body of work, I say, why don't you start with the crab claws? Start with the claws, babe. And speaking of Jason Bateman mm-hmm. as a villain, yeah. the henchmen in this movie yeah. are so silly. There's one that you, I know you really loved. Yeah, I really love this one performance. Well, a couple really because Ben Falcone has a cameo doing yes. the same kind of thing mm-hmm. as one of the henchmen. I think he's really funny in it. And then I also love this comedic actor, David Storrs, who's also in Prank Encounters. And I was like, I know that guy from somewhere, but he is... Are you a big Prank Encounters fan? I love prank shows, okay? I will not make it a secret. I love prank shows. Prank Encounters, I've seen every episode thrice. Mm -hmm. It's a comfort watch. Wow. Yes, it's a comfort watch. Okay. Looking at other people's discomfort is my comfort. And then him in this movie, it's like the first time I've seen kind of like henchman interactions since my favorite movie of all time, Austin Powers. Mm. where there's like almost a new take on it and this is him 
his name's Andrew and the whole introduction of this character is like hey, what's your name Andy Andrew Andrew and just like going through like what his name is and I thought that like getting into the banality of like personal office like interactions between uh, co-workers in this super villain world I had not seen that before mm. but you know, it was very, very funny. It was very, very funny. And it was that kind of genre parody that you want from something like this. Yeah, I was really thinking like Austin Powers in mm. the same way that Austin Powers was so loving towards those really yeah. camp spy films of the 60s. Yeah. Thunder Force is really loving towards those kind of, yeah, grittier mm-hmm. existing superhero movies. Yeah. It's really loving towards the tropes of that. What do you reckon this is closely in spirit to? Uh, well, I think that if you like this, definitely give Bridesmaids a rewatch or a watch for the first time because I think it's got that same kind of like energy that Melissa McCarthy brings to something that's so goofy and silly and whereas like this is like a genre parody of superhero movies does the same kind of thing for romantic comedies mm. and I think still that's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen and I rewatch it every year or two Melissa McCarthy's performance in Bridesmaids I think about a lot just mm-hmm. the way she wears this paperboy hat oh, always yeah the ill-fitting clothes yeah her commitment to that as well the scene where she buys too many dogs so good it's so silly and she was oscar nominated for it was she really she was no i remember it because whenever someone gets an oscar nomination for a comedic performance i note it down in a little diary that i keep yeah and so far only a couple pages are full yeah but it's something that i need to look back on and brings me complete joy far out she's great in that yeah i feel like that's the direct most direct parallel absolutely and it's worth watching again it's on netflix check it out whenever you want Well, the movie that Jen and I have been discussing today on the podcast is Thunder Force. It is available from this weekend on Netflix. Chuck it on with your entire family, including Nan, Pop, and the other guys. Get your dog in. Yeah, Get your dog in. The dog. the dog will love it. Yeah, of course. And please, if you enjoy the big film buffet, please subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a nice comment, a little compliment. We love a compliment. That's true. We're very, very needy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you need a little more of us, you can check us out on Tuesday. Where we'll be diving into our snack episode. I'm looking for some hot stuff. And that's me. Because oh I'm God. out there literally looking for some hot stuff to swallow. <laughs> no, no. This episode was hosted by Alexi Toliopoulos and me, Jen Fricker. Produced by Michael Sun and Anu Hasbold. Edited by Jeffrey O'Connor. Executive produced by Tony Broderick and Melanie Marnie. 